Welcome to the Tips in Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Dwayne Coles, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. We're excited to have you here tuning in with us for our latest edition of the Tips in Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm here today with our tech coaches, Caleb. Hello. Jen. Hi. And Nicole. Hello. So our topic for today is using HyperDocs in the classroom, and we're thrilled to have two district superstars with us today to talk about all the ins and outs. So please join me in welcoming Lauren Holcomb. Yay! And Randy Major. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Before we get started, as is our custom, each episode of Tips and Salsa always features a whole lot of tech and innovation, but oh. always with a side of Chips and Salsa. Mm-hmm. So today, we are enjoying Tocitos Cantina Thin and Crispy Chips <laughs> and Campfire Roasted Salsa from Culinary like Tours. Thin. What do you guys think? I like the thin. I like thin. I do too. There's like some Chipotle in there. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's good taste. Campfire. Um, a light feel to it. I think I it's, it's nice. I can smell that Chipotle from here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yummy. Really good. All right. Should we talk about oh, some no. tech? <laughs> As Jamie mentioned, Lauren and Brandy are our guests today, and they're here to discuss a situation in which they use some great pieces of technology to tackle a difficult classroom task. Brandy and Lauren, what was the task, and what makes it a challenging one to teach? The task was the ninth grade research paper. Ninth grade. Dun, ninth dun, grade. Dun. So, there's the difficult, difficult part of it right there. Ninth grade. Um, but the thing about a research paper is that they have to understand so many different aspects to be able to do it. They have to be able to understand how to conduct research, what sources may be reliable sources. They have to know how to pull the best evidence. They have to know how to insert into a research paper along with their own words, which is really difficult for them. They have to understand MLA citations. So there's so many different aspects to it. The first, uh, we spend a week in the library doing it. And before we did this hyperdoc, it was probably the worst week of my teaching life <laughs> because it was so just stressful. exhausting because it was so stressful. You have 35 kids in the library and two of us and all of their hands are up all the time for like the whole week. So we were in the trainings and we thought, hey, this might help. Yeah, when we saw that hyperdoc, we're like, yeah, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so let's just give a little background here of what a hyperdoc is. Um, basically, it's a nice way to kind of get started with blended learning, where you're kind of putting some of the um, tasks back into the students' hands, right, where they're doing some of the learning on their own. We're always trying to get our students to do things like collaborate and be creative, um, be critical thinkers and communicators. But when we're just kind of sitting there, having them sit there and asking us questions and looking for the help, it's not really hitting all those pieces. So hyperdocs are used as not a way to teach technology, but using the technology to teach. So we really like what you did to get that incorporated into your lesson. What we'd like to know is how you use the hyperdoc to organize your research paper process. What was the, um, why did you choose that structure to go about it? What helped to make it easier for the students this time? So we were in the first round of the Google training together. Mm -hmm. So during the HyperDoc training, we were sitting there looking at it, and I turned to Brandy, and I was like, we should do this for our research paper. <laughs> um, she was totally on board. 
And so we started, we met a couple times and she created it and we started putting it together. We just wanted something where we could put all of the different aspects of the research paper in one place for them to easily follow and have access to. And so the HyperDoc made the most sense for that. Uh, we had video links we wanted them to watch. We had PowerPoints we wanted them to refer to. We had uh, Google Docs that they could use as like an outline for the process. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of how it's set up like a game board where they could just fo easily follow the steps all in one place. It's not a ton of paperwork. When we used to do the research paper, I used to have file folders for each student and they kept all right. of their paperwork oh in there. Gosh. And I carried it back and forth from the library every day while we were in there. And <laughs> Too much. That okay, was yeah, they, yeah. they lost things. And so using the HyperDoc, it's all in one place. I can post links outside. If they lose it, it's always in my Google Drive. So there was just no possible way for them to lose it. And it just organized everything so well. It made the process in the library so much easier. Nice. That's what we like to hear. And, and for the, um, I was going to say viewers at home, <laughs> the <laughs> listeners at home, you can't really see this hyperdoc that we're all looking at. And Lauren just mentioned that it's it's um, like a game board. So it's actually visually and graphically nice to look at. And, and it's designed to take the kids through a journey of the process. And, and I think the way they laid it out graphically really not only with the information but the flow of the information yeah. uh, makes a big deal for the kids so I think right. when you're when you're trying to think of well I may might want to do a hyper doc for my kids it's 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 not only the information that it's linked to but the visual presentation of, of, yeah the presentation and yeah. if, if you want to check out what they built we're gonna link that in our yes. show notes right now so yes. you could if you go to the show notes you'll see a link to a view only version of this um, so you could grab it and look at it right now while they kind of talk to us about it and give us some ideas um, and access that and then make a copy yourself if you wanted to do something kind of like this with your own students. Right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, by yeah, the way. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So um, I have a question for you. We talk a lot in 21st century learning about trying to emphasize more student choice in our lessons, mm -hmm. that one size doesn't fit all for all of our students, and that if we're really going to get students involved, they've got to have a little bit of agency as part of this process. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how you built student choice into the activity, into the HyperDoc itself. Yes, definitely. Um, we allowed the students to choose their topic from a list of four key events. And what we did to grab their attention is we took each of these events and we created a link for it, and it linked to a really short video clip from Discovery Ed just to oh, capture their attention and say, oh yeah, this looks really cool, I'm into this. And then if they still weren't into that, Lauren made a challenge option for those that wanted to go outside mm. of those four events, oh, nice. but there were requirements for them to do that. Yes, they Lots had to have received an A or a B on their most recent essay, which showed me that they were responsible enough to be given that challenge. Mm -hmm. A little more freedom. A little more freedom, so then they were able to, they had to okay the topic with us, but then they were able to choose a topic within the civil rights era, and uh, that was not a part of the four choices they already had. Uh, it's choice within choice, really, mm -hmm. is what you built for the students. That's remarkable. Out of curiosity, how many of them took that up? Uh, so last year, zero. <laughs> yeah. Last year, there was not any. I think because Brandy took this step above and beyond for me. I said, here are the four choices. It'd be cool if 
there was something where they knew what it was about right. so they could be like oh this one interests me and she automatically like the day I told her I went on and saw her editing she added four videos of each of the topics <laughs> got excited yeah. Yeah. and so students are able to go on and the video clips aren't long at all they're like maybe a minute mm -hmm. a minute and a half and they go over the major details of each of the four events perfect uh, so they watched each of those and then they got to pick their topic that way and it was actually really nice grading the essays because when I get when I've given them these choices in the past they all pick Emmett Till because they had probably heard of him before right. they haven't heard of the other ones so when they watch the videos for the other three choices that I've given them it made them expand on that choice instead of just picking the very first one, yeah. which instead is Emmett Till. Instead of just Till. the one they knew, yeah. right. they've got to look at the other ones and we're able to give a little more options. Right. Nice. Great idea. I, I think, um, you know, listeners may be thinking, oh, man, that's so much work. But the thing to always remember, though, is it's done. So now yeah. now it's really a matter of ha having it there for the next year and just modifying it. Right. And also, I, I love the collaboration between, you know, an English teacher and the library and and, uh, you know, it's, that's how it should be. Everything that they did is exactly how it should be done. So, great job. So, I have this burning question. <laughs> how did you scaffold student understanding about sources within the HyperDoc? Well, first we discussed with the students um, what makes a credible and reliable source. And from there, we actually chose their first two sources from for them from the library databases so they could actually see what a credible and reliable source nice. looked like. And then from there, we opened it up and said, okay, your third source is your choice. But we built it within a collection of sources that included websites, physical books, e-books, um, more database sources so they could open it up and expand from there. But realize like, oh, this is the other component I need to add to get more information to finish this cool. research. That's great. And it's it's a good way to, in a really tidy fashion, cover all the standards that you're supposed to cover within that unit of study. So. And it yeah. makes that skill that at one point was so overwhelming kind of doable. It's like in Right, because normally for ninth grade, give them a topic, they're going to put it into Google. The first website that's going to pop up is Wikipedia, and they're all going yep. to click on that, and you're going to get all the same papers with all the same facts, resource. and it's yeah. not even reliable. Yeah. It's yes. not research. So, you know, with upperclassmen, you can maybe give them more freedom to choose their sources, but with freshmen, I told Brandy, yeah. we have to, like, items. limit their sources, yeah. and she yeah. did phenomenal. Again, she took the database and just made all these sources available to them and within those they got to pick so we we already established these are reliable sources but now you have to practice finding one that works for your research paper we're not going to do all the work for you so would you say that the hyperdoc helps students become more independent workers um you know with with using this project with them like you said they were um it wasn't all hands going up at the same time so Yes, so typically when we do the research paper process, each day I taught something different. And then they would have to do that part. They'd all raise their hand, I'd have to go over it with every student several more times. And so we used Screencastify, which is another great tech tool. Yep, yep. And I made videos, so I videotaped my computer screen and I made videos to show them how to do several of the steps along the way. Perfect. So I would show it to them as a class and go over it. And then their instruction was, if you don't understand how to do this, Brandy set out all the headphones for me. <laughs> Plug in your headphones. You're right. going to watch the video as right. many times as you need to figure it out so that 
you know, you don't have to wait 20 minutes for me yeah. to get to you, and then the class period is over. And so the students who got it the first time went to the next got time. to move on, yeah. and the students who didn't had that resource, whether they were at home or in the library working on it, to see the directions over and over and over again right, if right. they needed it. And that's the beauty, like you said, of the HyperDoc, too, is that it's at home or at school, wherever they need it. So right. that's, that's really awesome. Okay, so let's picture this. You're in the library. In this situation, it's RHS. Um, but picture any library. And the research paper is in full swing. Students are accessing the video tutorials, in this case using Screencastify, instead of asking you uh, about logistical steps, which frees up your time. These are all great things. As a teacher, what do you get to focus on now that your students are becoming more self-sufficient? So in each of my classes, I had a group of students who needed a little bit more one-on-one. -on -one. So this allowed me, uh, as they entered the library, I'd already picked those students out and I grouped them in the back. And then I had another group in the front that I had Brandy work with. Those were the kids who, even with the videos, even with all these resources to help them, still really struggled. And so we were able to give them more one-on-one -on -one attention or small group attention so that they didn't just fall behind yeah, that's like fabulous. they normally do when you've got 35 kids and you're trying to get to all right, 35 right. within a 50 minute period. It's just not enough time. Right. Yeah. And so baked into this hyperdoc are more scaffolds. The right. videos are scaffolds. So the small groups are scaffolds. Um, yeah, the pacing. Yeah, the pacing of it, yeah. And you're essentially using tech to amplify the role that you can play yeah. in the classroom now. There's so many things that before used to be a roadblock that you would have to solve that the students can now self-serve, mm -hmm. and that frees you up to do the stuff that, that is most important right. in your job and your role with those students. It's great. Right. And they have this for future projects. Absolutely. So it's yeah, not like it's a, a one and done if they have to do a research project in the future. Oh, I did. I went to this database. I'm going to go back there again. Yeah. Right. What kind of feedback did you get from the kids on this? This went a lot better than <laughs> usual, I think. <laughs> well, I think for most, when they first start this project, like any of us starting a super big project, it's overwhelming and right. they feel overwhelmed. But like you said, when they see the hyperdoc, it's a visual roadmap for them. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, start, like you know, yep. and then, oh, I go to the next step. And again, because we don't have to keep repeating stuff, it alleviates a lot of the frustration that many of them have with getting help or the ones that are ready to move forward. Hey, I want to move forward. Mm -hmm. And you can go where you need to go. So in that sense, it, it took that pressure off of them. Like, oh, I, I can be where I need yeah. to be. This yeah. is where I'm at. And, and would there be other things just in the in the back of your head that you could apply this format or or, or tool to in, in just teaching English on a, on a regular basis? Yes, just the aspect of the fact that when you have a ton of different steps, using something like this would be yeah. really beneficial. So if we have a web quest, if we're doing a project that requires them to do any kind of research, or if we're doing an assignment that we're building on throughout the unit, having it all in one place, which is even more beneficial if they're absent because they can right. still work oh, on it absent, yeah. at home. Uh -huh. And when I have something like this and they are absent, I don't have to spend like 20 minutes of my planning period putting together the work for them. Right. I just send this link. Right. right. Well, One and, and if they're absent, they can watch those videos. I mean, there's the still so many instructions. Yeah. So it's, that's pretty awesome. All that together is nice. 
So I know you guys did uh, all the primary work on this last year and did it with students last year. I'm assuming you're planning on doing it again this year. Um, are you planning on making any tweaks or adjustments for this year? For sure. I mean, as teachers, we're always making tweets and tweets, tweaks and adjustments <laughs> all the time. We also tweet as well. Um, but the HyperDoc allows us to do it so much more quickly. You know, where we can get in there, fix it super fast. Um, for example, I noticed a couple of the sources that I chose, some students really struggled with. They couldn't quite connect the dots between what information they needed to gather and the source that I gave them. So I knew I want them to work and I want to push them a little bit, but not to the extent where they give up. So I realized, okay, I need to pull back. I need to choose a better source for them to help them move right. forward. And now it's a matter of just finding that better source exactly. and then it's updating the link. Exactly. That's done. Boom. That's fantastic. So I have a question too because you've done this now with some ninth graders. Can you imagine taking this to the next step with some tenth graders, right? Like you're, now you're ready to find another teacher and and maybe move it on to the next group. They've already done that. They're oh, still so, so yeah, we the English department at Redlands High School is amazing. So shout out to them. Yay! And Brandy is a part of our English department. Oh, we love her so much. Yeah. And so we, when we do something cool, we share it. Perfect. And so I That's after nice. after idea, we, right? yeah <laughs> after we made this I sent it out to everyone on my ninth grade team, uh, and then we all teach more than one prep. Right. So I also have eleventh grade, and so teachers I know a couple teachers who taught nine and ten last year also did this with their tenth grade classes with Brandy. Got it. So and then Got this it. year I'm doing a little bit of like a college research paper with my juniors, oh, where wow. they get to explore College Board and College board has just has so many tabs oh, and like so that. this yeah. is going to be a great tool to use for juniors as well so did you basically take the same hyperdoc or did you change any aspects of it any of the pieces no for college board right uh totally different and the assignments yeah. a little bit different because they're filling out a college comparison worksheet so they okay. have to look at three colleges or trade schools and look at costs and this is a whole second yeah second whole, hyperdoc whole that you started this year whole different level yeah, yeah. nice very nice. Thank you. So one of the things we'll do uh, for everybody that's listening is we'll put in the show notes a couple of resources. First of all, that HyperDoc that they used, you'll be able to access it there. Um, and basically, if, if you like it and you see some relevance in a way that you could utilize it, all you have to do is go to File, Pull Down to Make a Copy, and then you have your very own version that you can customize and kind of turn into whatever you want. I know when you guys started this, this format very much came uh, and was inspired by other hyperdocs you have seen. So that's one of the great things with instructional tech is we just keep layering great ideas on top of other people's great ideas uh, and it gives us great stuff. Um, when you look at it though, this is what I would consider an advanced hyperdoc with a lot of really amazing stuff in it. Um, if you're looking to get started with hyperdocs, you don't have to necessarily start with something that's quite this amb ambitious. So we'll also put in the show notes some examples of some different hyperdocs, some different models that are out there, things that you could grab really quickly and with just an hour maybe two of work, you could have something up and running uh, and ready to use in your classroom as early as later that week. Um, so those resources will be in the show notes for you. Um, just check uh, whatever app you're using, just check the, uh, the show notes and you'll be able to grab links to all that stuff. All right, I think it's time. It's time. Let's do this. Are we ready? Yes, go. Okay. Uh, it is time for our lightning round. Typically, we have 60 seconds on the clock, but since we have two wonderful guests today, we are going to put 120 seconds Ooh. on the clock. Uh, I have several questions, and it will go back and forth. So, Lauren, I'm going to start with you. And, okay. Brandy, you will then get the second, you know, you'll get the same question. Um, but for the second question, I start with Brandy and then move on to Lauren. Okay. okay. 
Okay, you ready? This is going to be good. All right, time on the clock. Here we go. On your mark, get set, go. First question is always mild, medium, or hot salsa? Medium. Hot. Ooh. Yes. Spicy. Roller coasters or spinny rides? Roller coasters. Spinny rides. Ah. Nice. Okay, favorite childhood cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> Apple Jacks. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, have you had it recently? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How recent? This morning. No, <laughs> a week ago. Yes. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, I had the Cinnamon Crunch Toast Pazookie at BJ's. Ooh. Right. Oh, that nice. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. It's the same but different. We are days away from fall. Pumpkin spice, fan or not? Oh no. Yes, love. Yes. Okay. It's like a match made in heaven. Right. Yeah. Okay, uh, dog person or cat person? Dog. Dog. Okay. Uh, um, what are you binge watching these days? Oh, I just finished The Office for the first time. Nice. I've never I'm seen it. Yeah. I'm starting to watch that too. Handmaid's Tale. Oh. I watch that, but it's good. Oh. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate raisins? Three. <laughs> Two? Yeah. <laughs> Good call, both of you. Thank you. Okay. It's a little high. Yeah. Um, do you have a signature dish? No. Make? No. Uh, spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> do you bake? Ragu? No. Yeah. Oh, we make that thing for our uh, gathering of intellectuals. Oh, yes. It's you like do. a mix on um, a bruschetta? Bruschetta, yeah, but it's uh, cottage cheese and then the balsamic vinegar from oh, Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. If you could meet anyone, living or dead, who would you meet? Einstein. My dog? Yes. <laughs> yeah, dog. Crazy dog. I hate that dog. You could have him. No, you don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Leonardo DiCaprio? Nice. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And do you watch football? No. No. What? <laughs> Time's up. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. I think I do Just have enough time to. Uh, Sorry, it took a really long time to think about the bruschetta. No, it's perfect. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Lauren and Brandy, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all the innovative things you're doing with students. To all of our listeners, we encourage you to keep the innovative ideas coming, and maybe one day we'll be knocking on your door to be a guest on the podcast. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. This is RUSD Ed Tech. Signing off. You guys are silly. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Yeah. It's not that hot, Jen. Well, as Jamie really mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't snort. <laughs> Scale of one to ten. <laughs> How good a snorter How are you? likely are you to snort right now? <laughs> okay. Um, so the HyperDoc is a really good way to be able to get the um, technology to be used to... Um, let me start that over. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, now I can't get started again. Okay. All right. So a HyperDoc is a really nice way to use technology to teach instead of teaching with the technology. What is freaking wrong with me? Nicole, just give us some background about what hyperdots are. <laughs> I already did, and now I can't remember from. what I said. Right. All right. Hyperdots. Oh, good. We're going to be here for a while, guys. Well, now I feel better about this. <laughs> you guys are supposed to be the pros. See, you've never heard this side of it. That's why Caleb I rarely make mistakes. Because <laughs> you just eat chips. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm your host, Jamie, okay, and we're dead. We're at. I'll try it. Let's see. Next time we will, you get to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's some words I can't say in combination. Oh, that is super I totally understand that problem. That, that dilemma. We, this is going to have so much material for the outtakes this time. It's wonderful. <laughs> like the English teacher just saying that super right chipotle you Yeah. <laughs> we clapped after the first one. We yeah. liked it so it's, much. It's you fun. clapped? So good. <laughs> just the two of you at home? Yeah. Oh. We're like, honey, we love it so much. <laughs> Are you a singer? Do you like to no. sing? No. He likes to dance. Um, He's a great dancer. <laughs> no. That better not go viral. <laughs> Wait. So you're not a singer, but you were in a band. Yeah. So you're just a guitarist? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Actual instruments. Yeah, it was real. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> All right, let's start our podcast. Yeah. <laughs>